1: So, Steve Fezzik, in hindsight, how wrong were
3: you about the Bengals? Very
4: wrong. And feeling like I got I don't got think you're point. saying enough. I don't think that's enough. You got to be more than very. Well, I left your money on your chair, RJ, that I told you.
0: <laughs> you're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: You heard it. I'm RJ. Live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock on the West Coast. Usually I say, here in Vegas, I'm in L.A., With Jonas. Jonas, how you doing? I'm good. This is a first time for this. We're looking forward to it. This is going to be a different show. We're going to leverage. You're the voice of the fans. And we're going to really get a chance to leverage your perspective. What a weekend of action. We're going to be talking about who is the best team in the NFL. The answer to that question this week changed in the eyes of Vegas. Also, Pretty much breaking down every NFL game, also college football, and we've got the two experts for that. NFL expert, only two-time Super Contest champion Steve Fezik. That is the biggest contest in the world. Also with all the college knowledge, Brad Powers. Sports betters, listen for the money. Sports fans, listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my promise to you: We will deliver the Vegas truth, but you know, Jonas, you can't have pros without the Joes. He's Jonas Knox, and we are coming to you live, RJ, on a
2: football Monday here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Where 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We're going to start in Cincinnati, where the New Orleans Saints blew out the Bengals, 51 to 14, on Sunday. Drew Brees three touchdowns, just three incompletions all day long. New Orleans now eight and one on the season, and five and zero on the road. RJ, what's the Vegas perspective now on the Saints?
3: I got to tell you something. I would have had so much f- more fun, more fun on this game if my picks hadn't had a tough day yesterday. So on my Twitter, I <laughs> tweeted out my our five Super Contest gold picks, 65% entering Sunday, and I taunted fate, Jonas, the gambling gods. I said, haven't had a losing week yet. Oh, yeah, I know, is what I said in the tweet, that it feels like I'm jinxing myself. Well, I don't believe in no darn jinxes. Well, one three and one, Jonathan. Oh, well, look, (laughs) then I should tweet that I've never had a winning week, so that way maybe
2: it'll turn my luck around.
3: But that said, one of the losers I avoided came from Steve Fezzik. Fezzik (laughs) was like, ah, the Bengals, the Bengals, ah, the spot, the wind's blowing. And I'm like, dude, how much— is all this situational edge truly worth? And how much? How many points are the Bengals overrated? Because something we've been preaching again and again is the Bengals won a bunch of coin flip games. What does that mean? It means it could have went either way, but it went W Bengals, and then the record obviously wins and losses improves, and we know the public's obsessed with that. So Steve Fizik, in hindsight. How wrong were you about the Bengals?
4: Very wrong, and feeling like I. I don't got think you're play. saying
3: enough. I don't think that's enough. You got to be more than very.
4: Well, I left your
3: money on your chair, RJ. But I told you.
4: <laughs> so, Third straight game the Bengals have given up 500 or more yards. That is historically bad. First team, really first team
3: them. in the Super Bowl era. The Bengals to give up 500 plus yards in three straight games. Oh, well, So that's why they fired their defensive coordinator. I couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah, you know, they fired him today.
3: But uh- but but Fez, your assumption was Saints aren't great on that, and that's what we want to do. We want to embrace when we're right, and let's be candid, we do that with vigor. Hey, we're not afraid. <laughs> but we also want to not only take responsibility when we're wrong, in this case you being wrong, Steve Fez, and like R.J. Bell wasn't, is. But we also want to learn from it. So what did you miss on the Bengals?
4: Well, I think I was right on the Bengals being a mediocre team. What I missed was the Saints being such a dominant team, RJ.
3: So as of last week, and every Tuesday we'll do it tomorrow, there is Vegas says, it's the pros versus the world. And you were mocking, let's be honest, Colin Cowherd and the Fox family. (laughs) And a personal friend, right? but that doesn't <laughs> stop us. No sacred cows, right? He had the Saints number one last week, ESPN in their media power ranking. Saints number one. Fezzik laughed. Where did you have the Saints? I had them number four. Woo-hoo. Now who was above the Saints?
4: Rams, Kansas City, and New England. Okay, now who's number one today?
3: The New Orleans yeah, Saints again. There
2: he is. All right.
3: So a skeptical listener out there could say, wait a minute, Colin and ESPN were just one week ahead of you. Fez, you finally <laughs> caught up, I am slow to the party, but I'm on board now. Now, honestly though, how much of the difference in that game, the saints and the bangles, and obviously it was a big, 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 big difference. How much do you uh, give the saints an advantage of, Hey, how well they played and how much was it the bangles ineptness? Cause to me, It felt like at least half Bengals in aptness.
4: Yeah, I think it was truly 50-50. You know, it was shocking to me, RJ, not that the Saints and Drew Brees put up a 50, but the fact that the Saints held the Bengals to under 300 yards, that Saints D that we've been worried about came up big.
3: RJ Bell straight out of Vegas, though, in Los Angeles with Jonas Knox. Jonas with... Your fans' perspective on the Saints-Bengals, what was your main takeaway? My main takeaway is that we
2: assume that this is the Saints of old, a team that can't travel on the road, a team that gets into a, a, you know co- a chilly temperatures, colder temperatures, like it was in the low 40s in Cincinnati. And we assume, because we're so used to that version of the Saints, this is a completely different football team. They do have a run game. Their defense is coming around. I know Cincinnati's bad, but now, like I mentioned, New Orleans is 5-0 and on the road. They can
3: travel anywhere, and they've got the offense to get it done wherever they go, temperatures or not. Maybe since he's bad, but right now, if playoffs started today, they'd be a playoff team. They are the sixth seed in the AFC in the playoffs. It shows you you win those coin flips straight out of Vegas. Next, let's look at the other side of that debate for number one, Fez. Let's look at the Rams. One of our nice winners – and we had that one quite strong. Seattle plus the nine and a half. There were tens out there. Did the Rams fallen from number one? Were they downgraded for this game, or is it more the Saints just sped past them because of such a strong performance?
4: I actually did downgrade the Rams by half a point. I'm concerned, RJ, about all the distractions for the Rams all the big games, the wildfires out there, and I saw a team that just got run over by Seattle all day long.
3: 273 yards rushing for the Seahawks. Would you agree with the following, Fez? The Rams' offense is better than you expected, and the Rams' defense is worse than you expected.
4: Very much agree with that, and I think that offense, they lost Cooper Cup, a key wide receiver, but their receivers are so good, I think they can overcome that.
3: So you got the Rams number two right now. Yes. Okay, same question, Jonas Knox, fans' perspective.
2: I, let me just pose this question for you, because did they get the line wrong? We saw this a couple of weeks ago with the with the Green Bay Packers, a Hall of Fame quarterback getting nine points on the road against the Rams. Then two weeks later, a Hall of Fame quarterback potentially getting nine points on the road with the Rams. Did we overrate them, especially on such a rough week outside of football?
3: One of the basic premises, one of the first things you learn in Vegas, and hopefully our listeners are learning, You cannot make money long-term betting the very best teams. Now think about that a second. The best teams can be overrated, even though they're the best. Why? Why is it hard to make money? Because walk outside the palatial Fox studio and ask the next 10 football fans, and forget this is L.A. for a second because they're going to be partial to the Rams, they're going to say, if you ask them how good are the Rams, they're going to say, oh, good, best team in football. If betting, the, if, do you want the Rams or do you want Seattle? I want the Rams. If that's the answer, if Freddie Fanny Pack is giving you the answer, as we <laughs> like to call him, he has a Fanny Pack. He keeps his his fives and his tens because he bets like five or ten bucks a game, and he walks down Fremont Street in Vegas with a Twinkie on a stick. It's deep fried, eats it, talking. That guy likes the Rams. How can you make money betting the same as him? You can't. And that's why, and we'll give you one case today, and one famous case. If you had bet the Rams the last seven games, and Fez, correct me if I'm wrong, up until today, the Rams have been number one in your power rankings the last seven weeks. They have been. The best team in football, if you had asked you at 7-11, I don't know if you know this, Jonas, Jonas, is sometimes Fez will go to 7-11 and the guy that gives him his slushy and his big off, he'll talk handicapping with him like for forty minutes. I mean, that's I th- the move. That's the true story. <laughs> it was like so, a friend of the show walked into Seven Eleven, and said, "Oh my gosh, your show! You know, Fezzik is so awesome." They were like, just ranting and raving, and they said, "Wow, do you listen to Straight Out of Vegas?" They said, "No." They said, Fezzik comes here for his, for his soda, <laughs> and we talk handicapping. And we actually dug into it. He talks. Like, how many in a given month, how often do you talk? How many minutes, Fez, do you talk to this 7-Eleven guy? It would pretty
4: cons- consistently be about five to ten minutes every Friday. That's, that's
3: good. That's a full segment. <laughs> I mean, it's a full it's, segment it's of the show. a full straight out of Vegas segment. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the fact of the matter is, if, is all those weeks – you could either have been on Twitter with Fazek listen straight out of Vegas or worked at his local 7-11. You would know the Rams were his best team. If you had said I'm going to bet on Fezzik's best team, you'd be one, you'd would have won once in the last 7 weeks on the Rams. So what happens wow. is some of it is and you said is the line wrong. Yes, because it's expensive. Vegas is always going to make the best teams expensive, and Vegas is always going to make the worst teams extra cheap. And if all you did was bet against Fezzik's number one team every week and on his number 32 team, you're going to do much better than a coin flip. And that being said,
2: the loss of Cooper Cup, um, to me, he seems like he was – the most dependable guy for Jared Goff when he was in the game. Now reports comes out that that he's torn his ACL. We know they're banged up on defense. I think there's a lot of concern moving forward with the Rams. Yeah,
3: Is it that they're banged up on defense or is it fundamentally the assumption was that Andy Reid let go of a seemingly world-class corner that isn't necessarily world-class anymore or never was? Or if you add in the intangible issues, he wasn't worth it because he was still on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Right, Peters? On the other hand, you got a Talib that is no different to me than I. Uh, what was the Raiders? It was uh, Lester, Lester Hayes, right? If I said, <laughs> "Oh, the Rams just signed Lester Hayes," you'd be thinking, "Huh?" Well, I mean, right now, what is the the 2018 reality of Talib? I'm not sure, right? So unless, but one or both of those guys really fundamentally change how good they are today. I'm not sure the Rams' D is going to get better. The question is, will the Rams' offense be able to compensate? I think there's still a heck of a chance. Fez, you and I have a bet on that one. I don't think you feel as confident. When we come back, I am going to give you my personal take on the Patriots And it's very different than you heard from anyone else today. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell, the
2: voice of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. And this is Straight Outta Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight Outta Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save.
3: I'm R.J.
2: Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we have an overreaction to one of the great NFL teams
3: in recent history. Each day we bring, bring Vegas straight to you. We have fun doing it. But I'm in L.A. How could I bring the physical... Vegas to you, I can't. So Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, let's get a Vegas weather report. It's chilly. It's
5: <laughs> actually only 63 degrees on the Strip right now.
3: And what's the neon doing? The neon
5: is pulsing.
3: <laughs> wow. Brad always likes the variation on the neon. I thought I'd let him do the Are neon. you going to get Wally pipped on the weather report in Vegas? Good no, God. no, no, no. Oh. I thought it was possible, <laughs> but no. Uh, guys, so uh, the New
2: England Patriots a rough outing on Sunday. They were blown out by the Tennessee Titans, a 24-point loss for New England. A lot of talk about Tom Brady. Is he over the hill? A lot of overreactions. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the status of the Patriots following Sunday's loss in Nashville? Faz, when
3: we look and let's put let's create a little context. Once you get past the halfway mark of a season, you don't often upgrade or downgrade a team more than a point a game. Now, what does that mean, a point a game? Like, one of the things the Fed says is he says, oh, this team is three points better than an average team. So what it means is on a neutral field against an average team, they'd be favored by three. Now, if they play a great game and they get upgraded, now it's, oh, they'd be four points better than an average team. So think about it. You're not going to see – More than a one-point adjustment. And most of the time, it's a half-point or no adjustment a given week in the second half of the season. Now, why does the point of the season matter? It's because we know so much more about these teams. Think about Mahomes. Think about Kansas City. After the first game against the Chargers, great game for Kansas City and Mahomes. You could say, ah, you know, second start, who knows, right? Chargers, bad coach, but then three, four, five, seven, eight, Nine games. Now it's like Mahomes. How much are you – whatever doubts you had about Mahomes after week one, you'd be insane to have the same amount of doubt. You might still have doubt. RG3 had an amazing rookie year. It was better than Andrew Luck statistically. And RG3 hasn't started for multiple years. So you can still doubt Mahomes long term. But whatever amount of doubt you had after week one – has to be much greater than now. That's why the adjustments weekly from Vegas are much more muted, much less drastic. So, Fez, this feels like historically drastic. I think the stat I heard on with Clay Travis was this was the worst loss of Brady's career after September, meaning once September passed, he had never lost a game by this many points. I think that was a stat that sounds generally correct to me so boy, Fez, this feels like a big adjustment potentially. How much did you downgrade the Pats?
4: I downgraded them half a point, RJ. Ooh. New England is now my fourth best team in the NFL.
3: But really, they were right there, they were ahead of the Saints last week. So half point on one hand, hey, fourth is a big drop, but on the other hand, literally, if they were playing whoever they they're they're by this week, but if they were playing an average NFL team last week, what would the line have been? On a neutral, minus six, and now, minus five and a half. All right, so a pretty modest downgrade. Now, Jonas, as a fan, does that seem like too little to you? Um, no, it doesn't seem like too
2: little. I think this is concerning. Just if you watch Brady, there are points to where he does seem older. Mike Vrabel kind of. But trolled. how much of
3: that is a is a self fulfilling prophecy? Meaning that you see, because remember the famous Kansas right. City Monday Night game, right? Yes. But if Brady were 28, looking the same way, would we find another reason? Or is it just now that he's old? It's like if you find out someone got, let's say, uh, Lauren, producer Lauren. I know nothing about his social life. But let's say you found out producer Lauren had 14 beers last night. All right? Now he shows up to the Fox Studios. Taking the under, huh? Yeah. And and let's say he makes a few extra mistakes. Yes. Are we going to say it's cause of the booze? Yeah, but are we sure it's caused the boost? No, right. it's just an obvious answer. Are we sure? I mean, is this really that much worse than other runs a bad, or let's say, relatively bad runs Brady's had.
2: Uh, I looked at some recent years just to find a three-game stretch. Right now, he's got one touchdown in three games, so it's not been. Is good that for the Brady. metric
3: that we're using? Just one t- or well, the touchdowns? I- I'm just. I was
2: trying to find consistent bad stretches for Brady over the past several years, and the only two that come close to this are he struggled a little bit a year ago, but that was during three straight road games later in the season. Before that, if you go back to 2013, there was a, a patch of three games from weeks five through seven. In which he had one touchdown and three interceptions. I, I just, I'm wondering if you're seeing them throw to Brady out of the backfield. Why is Tom Brady catching passes? Is there is there an issue with the offense? No, but it's
3: back to the idea of Belichick. I mean, he did it in the Super Bowl when right. the offense wasn't a problem.
2: Yeah, but but I don't understand why it, why they continue to go back to a play like that, and then Mike Vrabel trolls them by saying we just wanted to see if ours worked better. Which I want to talk
3: about that in a minute. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Fez thoughts?
4: Yeah, one thing I think about New England we got to discuss. are three wins before this game. RJ, they beat Chicago. Green Bay and Buffalo, three teams that all looked darn good this past Sunday.
3: Yeah, and Buffalo obviously a surprise. Chicago, I thought you were going to find a way to go back and say your Chicago pick over the <laughs> Pats was right again. They say, "Hey, all those turnovers and special teams touchdowns, you know, obscured how smart your pick was." That's where I thought you were going. Another bet that I lost <laughs> to you. Now, let's say this, couple things. This could be a canary in the coal mine. Patriots as six-plus-point favorites on the road. That's rare for teams to be almost a touchdown favorite. They were against Tennessee. They've now, the last four times the Pats have been six-plus-point favorites on the road, they've lost three of four. One win, three losses. In the prior 39 times, they lost twice as a road favorite of six-plus points. So, up until four games ago, which started with the Miami Monday night game last year, yep. you may remember. The Jay Cutler show. Yeah. Oh. That scares me just hearing that. <laughs> up until that point, thirty-seven and two as a big road favorite. Wow. Straight up, straight up. And now one and three. On the other hand, and this is somewhat connected, three road games this year that they lost, they lost by eleven to the Jacks, sixteen, the Pats lost the Lions, who do, who don't look so good, right, and 24 against the Titans. So yes, we can look at the long history and say that the Pats are unparalleled and trust the Pats, but to quote Mark Jackson, father time is undefeated. At one point, we are going to say Brady's gotten old, I'm just not sure if it's right now.
2: Yeah, and I just want – and to your point, every time we doubt them whether it goes back to the Kansas City game, they always seem to figure it out. But that's going to end if, at some point. Okay, and that's why I'm wondering from you being – you guys being the professionals who actually are good at betting, unlike me and, and 99% of the people listening, you guys being the professionals, you know when to hold them and know when no to, no, no one to fold them, not to be cheesy. But is are you starting – to
3: walk away. Are
2: you starting to be cautious about betting the Patriots – and assuming that betting on Belichick is a shoe in every single
6: week.
3: Well, it's never a shoe in right? But as we often talk about, if you had bet on Brady and Belichick every game since they won their first Super Bowl, you would have won about 60% of the time. Wow. The second best team in that period has won less than 55%. So 52.4% breaks even against the bookie. So let's think about this. A drunk baby flipping coins hits 50%. He didn't get drunk by anyone's fault. He just got into the bourbon, hey. all right? But he's going to flip coins, and he's going to win 50%. Breaking even against Vegas, and you said 99%. 3% of batters is the estimate that win money long term. To do that, you got to hit more than 52.4. Okay. The second-best team since Brady and Belichick won their first Super Bowl against the Vegas spread hit 55. So the difference was about 2.5 points above even. right? 52.4 to for that second-best team. The Patriots' difference is seven and a half points from 52 and a half to 60. So, literally, the edge the second best team has over the Vegas number is one third as much as the edge the Pats have had. In just one minute, when we come back, all that said, understanding the Pats, there is a question mark right now, a big one about this team. Are they one of the best? I'm going to give you a stat that makes it stunning. The Vrabel could be anything but referential, anything but bowing down. To That's
6: coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. Giants and Niners tonight to wrap up week 10 at 8.15 Eastern time. In week 11, the Giants have the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers will have Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starting quarterback. Dirk Cutter said today he is not making a change back to Jameis Winston. The Buccaneers did cut kicker Chandler Catanzaro after two missed field goals yesterday. Chargers lost linebacker Denzel Perriman for the season because of a... LCL injury according to head coach Anthony Lynn. Now the Chargers beat the Raiders yesterday. Raiders owner Mark Davis said in an interview with ESPN.com that people shouldn't blame John Gruden for the Khalil Mack trade and instead should blame him. Davis said he was the one who said Mack should be dealt if the linebacker wasn't going to report to the team. The Saints on free agent wide receiver Brandon Marshall today. Saints beat the Bengals yesterday 51-7. Bengals fire defensive coordinator Terrell Austin as head coach Marvin Lewis is going to take over the defensive play calling duties. In the NBA, Jimmy Butler officially a member of the Sixers. He'll make his debut Wednesday against the Magic. Draymond Green back for the Warriors tonight against the Clippers. He's been dealing with a toe injury. Steph Curry still out with a strained groin. He's not going to play tomorrow for Golden State either against the Hawks. And in baseball, six play players declining the qualifying offer from teams and becoming free agents they include bryce harper craig kimbrell and dallas keiko guys back to you
2: thanks dan straight out of vegas comes to you live here from the geico fox sports radio studios where it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier Coming up in about 15 minutes from now here on Straight Out of Vegas, we will have Best Bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Monday night. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He
3: is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Yeah, full Monday night preview from a Vegas perspective also. This Patriots, listen, here's what we know. The NFL is built today for parity. And even more so in the last four or five years. Now, why? Four or five years, because with the new ag- union agreement, the first round draft choices, the best draft choices, are much more valuable. Remember Jonas, when Bill Parcells was with the Dolphins, and I think this is when they took left tackle Long. If I remember, he was thinking of not put putting a pick in, like you know how if you don't pick in fifteen minutes, <laughs> and he because he figured there was no clear quarterback he wanted. And, yeah, he'd rather you know long at left tackle, but his thinking was maybe take the seventh pick at a much better contract I'd rather have. Now, the very fact that was a discussion (laughs) not that long ago reinforces the point that draft choices, teams like the Browns that would lose, lose, and lose, there was no process before because you were paying. Remember Bradford had that monster contract? If you pick someone number one and you messed up, if you missed it, it was a situation where literally it could ruin you for a couple more years. The, the Raiders and Jamarcus Russell. Yes. Set him back a decade. Now you miss a first-round pick. Hey, it, it, especially top of the draft, it's not a good thing at all, but it's fine. You move to the next one, right? I mean, look at Wentz. If Wentz worked out, but his contract hit isn't that big. What does that mean? That means a team like the Patriots that are never picking, you know, better than 20. Never. How do they do it? Because – With free agency, you either got to do it with uh, a cheap quarterback or a massive amount of cheap talent like Seattle did with their draft in 11 and 12 that was just so good. That's it. That's the two ways you win. A cheap quarterback like the Rams have that's competent. I think Goff is more than competent. And then you spend money on other free agents. Or you have an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady. That's the only two ways to win. And to me, this stat backs up how amazing the Pats have been and how anyone – that's doing anything but saying, yep, tough loss for Belichick. He is still the greatest of all time. It's not even close. Let's go back to 2003. It's been 15 seasons since 2003, not counting this season. The Pats have had double-digit wins every year, 15 out of 15. Now, next are three teams, or next is the Colts, 11. So 11 out of 15. Steelers, 10 out of 15. Packers, 10 out of 15. No other team had more than eight. Think about that. Other than the Pats, Steelers, Colts, Packers, and no other team has more than slightly above half. And let's be honest, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, let's not you know, be negative about the Colts, but you have two all-time quarterbacks, and they still do it 11. And then Steelers had Big Ben all that time. Only did it 2 out of 3. Packers had Aaron Rodgers. Only did it 2 out of 3. 10 out of 15. No other team. Much better than half. And then think about the teams that's low. The Lions with 2. The Bucks with 2. The Rams with 2. Counting last year. 49ers 3. Dolphins 3. These are double-digit winning seasons last 15 years. Browns won. Raiders won. Redskins won. Check that, too, Redskins. We could do an amazing stat that says the Pats have more double-digit win seasons since 2003 than and, and rattle off like nine teams combined. <laughs> combined. Yeah. yeah. That's So in an age where winning makes it hard to win the next year, especially three, four years, the fact they ha- have had 15 straight, the Pats, Double-digit wins is one of the most amazing things we're ever, maybe the most amazing we're ever going to see. Doesn't mean it's gonna not going to end one day, but the idea that Vrabel somehow trolling Belichick, Is
2: laughable. Well, speaking of double digit wins, RJ here on straight out of Vegas, we switch over to college football. Alabama shuts out Mississippi State on Saturday, 24 to nothing. The line closing at 22. What is the Vegas perspective on the now 10 and 0 crimson tide?
3: Well, listen, he has all the college knowledge. Brad Powers. Brad, two shutouts in a row for Bama. The question was not that long ago great offense, questionable defense. Obviously, you think more of the Bama D than you did before these two recent shutouts. How much more?
5: Uh, I would say Bama defense has gone from, I would say, below average standards of a typical Nick Saban, Alabama defense. Yeah, let's to, be
3: clear. Below average of the
5: you know greatest team, perhaps, in the history <laughs> yeah. of college football. Go ahead. Yeah, below average for historically great defenses. So, instead of being the best defense in the country, more like the 10th best defense in the country. Now, after back-to-back shutouts... Alabama is almost right on par with a typical Alabama defense that we've seen the last 10 years under Nick Saban to coincide with an historically great Alabama offense. So if you had to rank
3: one to whatever Alabama's offense in the country. Oh,
5: wow. I have two behind Oklahoma. And Alabama's defense. Alabama's defense, I would have three behind Clemson and Michigan.
3: So the second best offense, the third best defense. Oklahoma, the best offense, Where's their defense?
5: Oklahoma's defense is probably average. About around 130 teams in the country. I'd have Oklahoma's defense 40, 45th. Wow. And a lot of people might say
3: average. Look at all the points they give up. Remember, a lot of that is pace, right? Is Oklahoma scoring really fast. Yeah. Other teams getting a lot of possessions. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas in LA with Jonas Knox. Let me ask you this last question on Bama. We've been talking about it since the show started. A lot of sharps in Vegas betting Bama in the first half, betting against them in the second half. Entering last week, and we've been saying this, Jonas, for a long time. Entering last week, what was the record in
5: the first half, second half, and how did it do this week? 16 and 2 entering last week as far as Alabama in the first half. You want to play and bet on Alabama in the first half and against the Crimson Tide in the second half. 16 and 2. All right, well, that it would hold be 17. 17- hold, hold on. That's combined. Yeah. Yep.
3: So the first half was, correct me if
5: I'm wrong, nine and oh.
3: Nine and zero. And then let me do the math seven and two. Yep. See, you wonder how I got in, <laughs> into this Ivy League school, Seven and two in the second half. So think about that, guys. Undefeated. We always say it's hard to bet winning teams, the best teams, and win. But in the first half, nine and zero against the spread. Just the first half. How'd it go this week?
5: First half. Remains perfect, RJ. 10 and 0 against the spread. If you bet on Alabama every game in the first half of this season, you'd be 10 and 0, but the Crimson tide didn't cover the second half line.
3: Okay, but let's just be clear now, you want to bet against the tide in the second half.
5: You do want to bet against the, and, the tide in the second half.
3: And it was 3 0 in the second half, right? So what was the second half line?
5: I gotta, you know what? Uh you're right, RJ. I can't you'd believe be it was below two. three, Thank you, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Because 18 the, and two. Thank you. Yeah. So think about that,
3: guys. And again, it gets confusing. And let, let's just say it one more time. First half. What, why does this matter? Well, one, you can win money. Yes. Right. But the second reason is Bama might be better than we think because they're obviously not trying super hard in the second half. Right. They to to exceed expectations every time in the first half. And to fall short of expectations every time but two in the second half means there's a big difference between the first-half effort and the second-half effort.
2: Well, you want to know how a team's good? Their starting quarterback has played in the fourth quarter once this season
3: because they just didn't need him. Yes, yes. That's crazy. Last question quickly. Stoops left Oklahoma. The sense was the the defense improved initially. Doesn't look like it now, though they actually gave up less points this year against Oakie State than last year. 20 seconds, Brad, what are you thinking of the Oklahoma's defense now relative to with Mike Stoops' as D.C.?
5: So after two straight games of what we consider to be improvement from Oklahoma's defense after they released Mike Stoops, we've had two really bad data points the last two weeks with Oklahoma's defense, about the same as what we thought the first six games of the season. Oklahoma, out of the top six, seven contenders for the national title, by far the worst defense.
3: When we come back, everything you could possibly need to know to bat Monday Night Football. That's coming up next. He's
2: R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: I'm RJ
2: Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of You, the fan. We've got Monday Night Football kicking off less than two hours from now in the Bay Area. It
3: is the 49ers, a three point favorite, hosting the New York Giants. Yeah, three with extra juice, though, Fez. Let's start there. We do our podcast. We were talking about your best bet, and your best bet was. The New York Giants plus the three. But we didn't play it in the Super Contest Gold. Why? Because on Friday, early, San Francisco got steamed. Now, what's steam? Steam is when the biggest bettors in the world bet in coordination together. So you go to pregame.com like Jonas does whenever he reads you the lines and click Game Center, and it will tell you the lines. But sometimes... The lines all go red or black based on the screen all at once for the same game. It means imagine it's like, uh, hey, Vito, this is, you know, this is uh Frankie. <laughs> bet this thing at 204. Like literally, it's all set up like that. They get an order by text message and they all bet at the same time. So none of them can react. 49ers got Steam Faz. Now every spread tells a story. Three point line says these are even teams. Now it's three plus. It's saying the 49ers are the better team. One, how in the heck did this get steamed? What do you think drove that? Two, do you still like the Giants? I think what drove it is that the Betters loved what they saw from
4: Mullins last Thursday. Looked great against Oakland, but a one game sample. But argument. you
3: think that's what the syndicates, the guys betting three or 400K a year, got fooled? Well, I completely disagree
4: with the move, so, so I am but, not sure. But when you why dis- listen, steam. when
3: you disagree with the public, you strut around. You're mocking them. listen. We—he doesn't want me to tell you this. He's taunting the public in private, <laughs> right? I mean, the way you talk about Jonas when he's not here. <laughs> but the fact is, the syndicates bet more than you do. Absolutely, hundreds so, of thousands of dollars, and they make a lot of money. So how in the, does this cause you to say, I still like the Giants, but there's something I'm not seeing, so I'm going to pass? Or do you say, hey, because they steamed it, I'm getting more value on the Giants, so I'm going to make a bigger bet. Where did you land on this game?
4: Well, as of today, I'm landing back on the Giants because, R.J., those three-and-a-halves all got scooped up. The betters came in and took the plus-three-and-a-halves, and and this line is leaked back down to plus-three.
3: Yeah, it's three, but you get even money if you take the three. So it's like in between three and and three-and-a-half, right? And that's something that isn't – and it's a little detail. We'll make it quick. Three is such a key number, Jonas, in the NFL that they won't just move from three to three-and-a-half. Let's say it's going up. They'll move to three minus 120, on the favorite, so you got to pay a little extra juice in order to lay it, and then the next tick is up to three and a half. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, Monday Night Football, handicap. Fez, check this out, though, with the 49ers. The 49ers without Jimmy G, all right, so all games in the last 32, so two full seasons worth of games without Jimmy G, they are four wins and 28 losses straight up. So a team that's 4-28 and in the current situation, meaning without Jimmy G, is laying three-plus points. That has to cause, and I mean, that's one of the drivers of why you like the Giants. What else is it that makes you like the Giants, Fezzik?
4: Well, I like the Giants, the fact they're a team on a long losing streak. They've lost five in a row now, and they're off of a bye. Historically, this has been a profitable situation to back a team on a losing streak.
3: Teams off a bye on a three-plus game losing streak last 30 years, 56% against the spread. Remember, that is what the best bettors in the world hit. doesn't mean you play it blindly, but it means it is a factor. Another consideration that makes me like the Giants the fact that Mullins, who knows marlins jonas the best 49ers okay and how did the 49ers react when bethard who was an average backup at best and he's not a starter an average backup bethard hurt his hand which implied that he was going to be less than he's been up to that point which was an average backup did they say, hey, this is our chance to get in with Mullins to really see what he can do? No. What did they do? Uh, they're, about
2: 15 minutes, it felt
3: like, before the game, they decided they were going to go with Mullen. So, literally, it was like almost like, are you going to eat this three-day-old sushi? Well, no, unless I'm so hungry I have no other choice, then I will. That's Mullen— Marlins was three-day-old sushi. Wow. That sounds like a personal attack. So let's be – no, no, I'm judging (laughs) – I'm not judging (laughs) his character. I'm I'm judging the quality of his his play in the 49er system, right? Because think about it. Why wouldn't they want a chance to see what he could do unless they really felt like they knew?
2: No, it's a good point. Uh, you mentioned something I think is fascinating for people that don't know the in- inner workings of how gambling is done. By the way, we were brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You mentioned that bettors will talk to each other and say, we're all going to bet this line at this time so that the sportsbook can't adjust to it. How often does that happen? I've never heard anybody break that down.
3: It happened. First of all, it's not the bettors talking to each other who don't have a business relationship so what ends up happening and we'll get into this tomorrow this will be a good tease is a someone will come in and say okay here's 10 million bucks and there's usually one there's usually one there's usually one great better and that better is going to be like okay we'll back you with 10 million we'll back you with this. Computer infrastructure where like big money servers and such will buy some AI guys to do the work and all this other thing. And they said, You help pick the games with the artificial intelligence and we'll bet a hundred thousand a game. So it's usually one organization, okay, betting together. That's like a company, like Fox Sports Radio is a company, these syndicates bet together as a company. Oh, by the way, Jonas, I had a little fun with this on Friday when you were out. We give all the odds. (laughs) Next up. The odd couple. What do you think? You want to integrate that? Uh, I think it's a keeper. Why don't right, we do it? Let's do it. All right. So uh, he's RJ
2: Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific. You can also catch the podcast on foxsportsradio.com. We give you the odds. And these next guys, well, they're the odd couple here off FSR.